Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. On this episode, we discuss all things Jose Mourinho, if he's finished in the Premier League and if he's still the special one. Yeah. So lads, obviously with um, Spurs getting knocked out of the Europa League the other night, people are kind of saying, look, is Mourinho finished? Obviously, we've seen Mourinho as the special one us growing up obviously Mourinho under his days with uh, Chelsea Real Madrid Inter as well but I don't think he's a special one anymore I don't think he's challenging for, for top trophies like the Premier League and Champions League anymore I don't think he I don't think he's the top manager anymore in terms of going for the big trophies like the Champions League and like the, the Premier League what do you think? It's a big statement is that isn't it? No, I th- think it's right. He hasn't been... Tra- When's the last time he... I think 2015 he won the well, league. No, I mean, like, Since he's, then. Not he's not a big manager still, like, you know... I, um, I, think he's a to- I think he's a good manager, but I just don't think he's in the, the top bracket in terms of winning a league and Champions League. He's been far away from that for, for years, Kenny. What do you expect? Years. You're, at, you're at a small club. What do you expect? All you have to do when you're at Tottenham there is look at the trophy cabinet. I don't expect him to win anything or be anything else what he's done there in fairness so you think that's been six you think Donald he wins no I do think he's underachieving now with the Spurs squad that he had there that Pochettino had Um, yeah as much as I love Mourinho I can't deny it yeah he is I think he's uh, come to an end I think you know it's time as a how would you say a top world like bracket top five coach that's come to an end. Um, I think it's his reputation that gets him the big money still, as in big contracts, if you get me. Like it would cost Spurs $25 million to sack him with two years left in this deal. So uh, I don't think he's uh, able for the like the game, the way it's changed since like you know Peps and Klopp's have come into the Premier League. I know he won it the year before that, but it has changed in the last four or five years now. Do you think though if he wins the League Cup, will that be seen as a bit of a redemption for him? Maybe even a bit of a success at Spurs because I know they haven't won a trophy since uh, 2011 or something, was it? Eight. Yeah. Jonathan Woodgate. That's right. No, I, I think I think lads. I'm not saying he's finished as a manager. I think he'll still get top jobs. I think he'll get. He might get a top international job, or he might get a top job in uh, likes of France or. Where else would he get a top job? Italy, yeah, Portugal, Italy. Yeah, it, I think Italy would actually sue them. Italy, Italy yeah. would actually Italy. sue them. But I, I just think in the Premier League, I think he's, I think he's just finished as as that coach you go to if you're like, look, I want we want to win the league. Who are we getting in? Unless he has that big budget anymore, it doesn't look like he can do it. I know he didn't have a massive budget at Inter, and he done fantastic things there. But that was the what, players t- ten or eleven years ago. That was now. But I just don't think he's been at it. And, and it's it's mad. I think he's won the Premier League. 2015, it's not that long ago, but just since no. then, Dixon, um, when he went to United, were you excited? And do you think he was a, as was a success there? Because I definitely don't think he was. Um, to answer your first question, anyway, excited? No, I wasn't excited. Like, we kind of knew we were getting, we kind of knew his reputation and the way he goes about his business. Um, no, wasn't a, wasn't excited now, per se. Now, the thoughts of winning trophies, which you kind of nearly guaranteed when Mourinho comes into your club, that was the saving grace from like we thought, yeah, we're going we're gonna to win the league at least once in his time here. He might only be here for three years, but 
one league in three years isn't bad. Um, and in terms of was he a success or failure? He's somewhere in between. Like this, like the team wasn't great. Like United's team wasn't great back then. I'll agree with that. No. Inherited a team from Van Gaal, which well, Smalling and Jones at the back. Like come on. Um, he inherited a team from Van Gaal, which was all over the place, full of different nationalities. Players just picked kind of at random who Van Gaal liked. It was a mishmash of players. And he, I think he actually did win uh, a cup in Europa League. So it wasn't a success, but it wasn't a failure either. Like Chrissy here, like I'll ask you one here. If uh, you know, he, he, win, he obviously wins the two trophies there, Dixon says, right? And uh, but do you think, would you say, Chrissy, that you know, him coming out and saying, especially when you're Man United's manager, and Dixon, for all your years, you know, Man United set their target to the top. Him coming out and saying, finishing second, especially as a Man United manager, is a, one of his best ever achievements, like 19-odd points off City. Like, Was that the start of his decline? Would you have said, Chrissy? Yeah, I think when you go to Man United, no matter how they're playing or where they are, I think it's always about winning trophies. They've won too many. They've been too dominant. And to come out and say, you know, that second is is brilliant and kind of pass it off as if it's it's unbelievable and the best thing for the club, I, I don't think so. I think if it came out and said it was progress, I think it's one thing. But to come out kind of in a really smug fashion and kind of say it's my best ever achievement, basically playing down... And kind of saying that the players at the club are not good. It was kind of approach, you know. I don't think, you know, I don't think that was the right approach from Mourinho. And I, I just think he wasn't a manager that suited Man United either. The way he carried on, and you know, I, I just don't think his antics and was really suited Man United. When you think of the managers and like Ferguson used to send the, the number two sometimes when he got bet, like he very rarely in that amount of time let himself go in interviews. Like he can pick out a handful. You know, but over the course of his years, he didn't even pick in David Moyes, who I don't particularly, you know, have too much time for. He always kind of conducted himself in a certain manner. But Mourinho was the kind of guy that kind of he was a lot different and, you know, the way he conducted himself. And something I found crazy was that when Mourinho was at Chelsea, actually, remember the whole thing with the, the physio, the female physio? Yeah, either I thought Man United get Mourinho after that from a PR point of view. I thought it was absolute madness. You know, I just thought it was crazy with all that kind of going on. And then he signed uh, for United. I just thought it was crazy. But, you know, I suppose Mourinho saying that, I'd agree with Dixon. You come to a club, you win two trophies. Um, you couldn't say it was a failure. But at the same time, you're at Man United. Um, you're expected to win the best. Um, so you couldn't say it was an absolute success either at the same time for me. For for me, just to kind of echo one of your points there, Chrissy, it's Man United, the most successful team in Premier League history. It's Jose Mourinho. He, he's brought in there to win trophies. And if he doesn't, or sorry, he's brought in there to win the league and big trophies like the league and the Champions League. So I, I'm sure he wasn't brought in and the dream it was win a cup and win the Europa League. It's definitely when he was brought in, the, the whole aim was to go for the Premier League Champions League. So in that respect, it has to be a failure. I just don't think it was it was ever going to work. I just don't think he, he suits United. United down the years have been known for playing good football. And by that time, the football United were playing, they were getting some good results, obviously. But I think when he came out and said that that was his best, as you say, kind of, that was his best achievement. I think that was him just kind of defending how far he was away from City. I think sometimes he does that. He, he'll stand on his players if he, if he wants to 
get himself out of the limelight. Oh, that's that quote though is a typical Mourinho yeah. sour grapes moment. He always has a little parting blow yeah. to a club. Yeah. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Like he's just now in fairness, I think what we had eighty two points that year or something. Yeah. Like eighty one. They probably win you the league most. Yeah. Yeah, probably win you the league a lot of times in previous years. So I get what you're saying. I don't want to defend him. Like I, I'm not a fan of him now. What are your thoughts on him now? But, um, how do you I understand how do you feel about Mourinho now? Do you as in do you look back on him and would you think fondly of Mourinho as the manager or is what is a manager you you dislike or um no yeah I I love to see him lose like now so really? that really says it all. Do you suppose. think he was given the like, I, I I love the um no continue I'll ask you after continue there yeah like um what was I saying there like just no I like to see him lose so I think that really says it all I don't look back fondly like I can't remember one game under Mourinho where I was like wow this is amazing like even though we won the cup and the Europa League. It was never like get me off my seat football. Like it was, it was boring. Like it was, it was kind of a continuation of Bengal, maybe a little bit better. That's about it. And what do you think he was given? Like let's say you know the trans, like you know, the correct players if, that he would have wanted. Like remember he wanted Maguire, he didn't get him. Like he wanted certain targets that weren't got for him. Okay, he did get the likes of Lukaku and Matichu. He demanded like you know, but there were some there. He, he said he didn't get that. You know. That way, it did go public, like Maguire, for example. Do you think he was given fair treatment in that sense? Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, you can you can kind of look at it both ways then. In that third season or second season, whichever summer it was, when we signed Fred uh, Dallow and Lee Grant or something, like you can't say he was being back then. I think that was kind of the start of the end for me. United, like uh, when he was Agreed. failed. He was failed by the board, if you like. Um, but that first season, he definitely got who he wanted. I know, 100%. obviously, the centre back was a big thing for him. I think I think that was the season after as well. So the first season came in, he definitely got what he wanted, and he didn't really deliver. Did he get Pogba? Did he get Pogba as well? He got Pogba. Yeah, he got Pogba. Yeah. And that was a that was yeah. A he, big he got Pogba the first year. Mm. And, and oh, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, twenty-four million. Yeah, and Dixon, I think that um, you were right in the sense that look, they, I think they sacked him in. Kind of November, December time, didn't they? Um, after Liverpool yeah. win, but um, no, I th- I think that they, like you said, the season, the, the the summer before that, they didn't back him. It was almost like they didn't know where to back him or not, so they did neither. So they backed him almost like yeah. they backed him a little bit. So they should have went all in and given the players the want. What do they expect him to do? Like you said, when you when your team is is that far behind City, then you're buying Dallow and as you said, Lee Grant. You know, it's not going to bridge the gap, especially when City go out and buy who they're buying and then actually Liverpool in that time start to get some good signs in start to pick up with the pace exactly. so it's, it's a tough I don't think it was ever a marriage uh, made in heaven and can, no. can I sure uh, as sorry before you, yeah, before you go on there yeah. like uh, the quote the famous quote from Bobby Charlton when I think we yeah Ferguson retired retired and obviously Myers was the manager and then there was obviously speculation when Myers was kind of leaving Will Mourinho ever come to the club? And Bobby Charlton even said, over oh, my dead body. So he was never, ever, it was never, ever going to work at United. Never. I agree. Fair um, Kenna, what's it? I know you're talking about Dixon's feelings towards him. I say your feelings are, are strange towards him because obviously uh, he has some absolutely fantastic times with, with Chelsea. But what's it like seeing him managing United? 
and then saying obviously managing Spurs now as well. Like, does that affect his status as Chelsea manager a little bit, or do you think that look what he's done for the club was so for Chelsea was so momentous that he's he's a legend no matter what? But how's your feelings for Mourinho? Uh, no, look, Mourinho is uh, the best Chelsea manager ever, and um, he's a legend no matter what. Um, in fairness, lad, you can, look, I'll never be one that like that to hold a the man like that for all, everything he done for the club. Um, and at mm. the end of the day, he was sacked. Um, especially second time round. The first time round when he left, there was just a disagreement with Ramovic. But the second time he was sacked, but going to United, that hurt me. It did hurt because as Dixon. As you pointed out, when you went to United, what's Mourinho's big trick is you win something, a title, within three years is usually his main trick. And I thought he was going to go there and win the title. I thought, you know, so looking at some of his signings, he took Matic away when Matic was in his prime as well. Under Conte, he'd done a great job there. Um, Matic with Conte next to him. Um, all the Spurs, look, <clears throat> I hate Spurs with a passion. I'm um, not going to lie to you, lad. Um, I despise Spurs. Um, That's but, what you really think, lad. Uh, well, look, he said himself that he was never going to go manage a small club like Spurs, and he ended up doing it. But that's the way his reputation's gone. He went, he, he's, his rep has gone down, 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 but he still gets the big bucks. Go on and manage a small club like, like Spurs. It doesn't bother me. I'm not going to win anything. Just to, just to kind of go back, like, is Mourinho finished and we're, we were talking about to start there like how football has changed but do you think it's actually the players that have changed like when you think back to his Chelsea days and his Inter days yes. they felt like yes. they were men on the pitch and they could follow his orders to a T. whereas these newer kind of younger players maybe they need a bit more of an arm on the shoulder and that's not his style I think the players have changed a lot as well which hasn't helped them so I'm totally on think. your side there totally on your side Don but like um, especially you can look back in the days there Terry Lampard even Laporto with Carvalho Deco you know Victor Baye Manish yeah Manish and then you go to like you know Costinia was a leader Terry Lampard so. Costinia yeah. go to Inter you have Zanetti you know Julio Cesar Matarazzi all of these boys, these were all loyal to Mourinho. Mourinho got the best out of these. He took him and put his arm around the shoulder and, you know, obviously criticised was man management back then was 10 out of 10. Look what he did back-to-back titles for Chelsea. Look, he won the, you know, Europa League and Champions League with Porto. Like, Chrissy, have you look, what would you have said? Like, would you think the loyalty nowadays has changed in, in the, what Dixon is saying? I think it's absolute fact. That money now, it's more money than it is loyalty and, you know, backing your manager. I'm 100% on Dixon at that point. It's a magnificent point. What would you say, Chrissy? Yeah, I'd say I'd say it definitely is the case. Like, you know, he has spoken about Lampard. He said Lampard at 18 is a man. And then he spoke about, I don't know who, what player he, he said, but he said uh, there's a 24-year-olds now are not even men or something. He made some comment in relation to that, just saying the difference between what they were in the past and what they are now. Yeah, and I just, I just think... He he always kind of got the right players at those clubs as well. The players he wanted that were leaders. And I just think some of the choices, some of the players he ended up getting, you know, later in his career now just haven't worked out. You know, there's a period where Pogba was on the bench and usually the quality of that player would be the one that would be, you know, leading the team and he'd have. And, you know, following with Deli Ali then at Spurs. And, you know, he never, you know, he always kind of did you know, not always get on with every player, but he just seemed to manage it an awful lot better. And maybe it's because the players were different, uh, you know, back then and they were 
more you know they were more mature and they were, they were more driven and things like that and money does yeah. definitely come into it um as well you know but there is one thing that i would say that i i think is worth talking about as well that and i would throw the g when Mourinho came first to porto like his tactics were immense the transition from defense to attack you know sitting back and transition to attack uh, and transitions within plays do you think coaching has evolved so much where Every coach now is much more, I suppose, aware of that, knowledgeable towards it. Um, and, you know, the kind of the Mourinho way is is kind of, I suppose, well more touted by managers today. And he just can't seem to get the results that he used to. Because I know Porto, he definitely caught people off guard the way he played. He was up against super teams, got super results. Inter Milan, you think of when he first went to Chelsea. Do you think... Do you think it's a case now where tactically he's just there's better managers out there and he's just finding it difficult to adapt? I just throw it out to you. What do you think? Um, I was I would agree with you there. Like when he first went to Port, like when he was at Porto, masterminding um in the Champions League, as you say, with his tactics against United, even um in the Champions League, that game really kind of sparked his way into life, and then come to Chelsea, you know, playing. He had so he had a spine. Mourinho always had a spine and a great spine. Like as, as uh, Elliot said earlier on, the signings were crucial that he made. And uh, I look at the spine. He had a Chelsea from Czech to Carvalho and uh, Terry to Makaleli, Lampard, Drogba. He always played that like you know defensive man doing all the covering. So and then he had Terry in front. Uh, sorry, with Carvalho next to him, um, played deep and then play wide to Robin and Duff and we broke so quick um, as back-to-back titles with him there I thought it's the same with Inter Milan he done the exact same way it still worked and he got the treble there I think kind of it's it was wasn't um, in Spain so well even though he won a La Liga there um, and he won the Copa del Rey I think Guardiola's, you know, way was kind of more and more getting to other managers around the world that was seeing more of that. Um, I know he came back and won the Premier League with Chelsea, um, which I think is is a. I think the, there is better coaches out there now, and they evolved as the times went on. Klopp, Marie, or Pep Guardiola, even Ancelotti has kept, you know, evolving all the time. I I, I think I think he's evolved more than Mourinho over time. Uh, you got Tuchel, you know, these are dynamic managers that play so many different styles and it's fluid. Um, I just don't, I think Mourinho's fallen and back and it's, you know, it's a sad sight to see because he's a legend of the game, but I do think he's fallen bad in that sense. I think he kind of skimmed over that that La Liga he won because he won that La Liga with arguably in between that, that spell of the best Barcelona team of all time, people say. So obviously that when Guardiola was there, Mourinho won a league in between that and that Barcelona. Was it the best team though? Was it the best team? Arguably the best Barcelona team that I've seen, or even people say it's the best Barcelona team they've seen. But the Guardiola era, he won a league uh, for Real Madrid. You skimmed over that, Ken. I think you skimmed over that. After Eto and Ronaldinho left, you know that that wasn't that was that would have been the best side I would have seen play the Barcelona side now. I think, I, think, won. I think that Guardiola Barcelona side it will go down as one of the best teams ever, can yeah, all the Barcelona sides under the Guardiola era will. But I do think he like he did have, you know, I think he got the most goals and our most um in 
La Liga history that that season or something like that. He had. Yeah, he did. And he got he got loads of points. Like he did do. I'm not saying I'm not taking away anything about his uh, achievement there. He just did. I don't think it. The, the, you know, especially the Spanish league compared to the Premier League, it worked definitely in the Premier League at the time because of the physicality and the players he was buying. I just think as everything petered out, you know, La Liga is more of a fluid. You know, he did get best out of players and he fell out with a lot of players. Fell out with Ronaldo and Ramos. Mm. You know, his management style then, as you were, Chrissy brought up later on with Eva Canero, the Chelsea uh, uh, nurse, a doctor. Look what happened there and. I just thought he ended up signing a lot of players who were kind of 29-30, like when he signed Matic for United, coming you know, out of his best sort of years and coming out of the prime sort of Matic. And he, like Ibrahimovic, when he signed him, okay, you know, at the Zlatan of Zlatan, but he wasn't the Zlatan of old. He seemed to sign, he doesn't sign and trust younger players, he signs players that are about for at least 29 onwards now. Um, that's where I was kind of with Dixon's point with kind of like loyalty in the past to nowadays. Just to touch on uh, Chrissy's question there earlier about, you know, the managers, the quality of managers and coaches in the league. Like when you look at the league this year, or even teams back in Reno's era of dominance, like they, you'd never see a 3-5-2 or a, a 3-4-3, like the way Leeds play or, you know, whoever. So you have to see say that like he's coming up against younger, better, more dynamic coaches as as Kenna said. But even at his time at United, want to touch on. Let's just go to say two of his signings: Lukaku, I know who was pretty good, uh, Ibrahimovic, and then Fellaini was a massive player in his favour. I know he was signed under Moyes, but that era of big physical players in the Premier League was starting to dwindle, and it just seemed like Mourinho was a year or two behind. Now I don't know whether it was something personal like he just seemed to be a year or two behind and he just wasn't at at the top level he just wasn't at it. like it was the era of smaller more gifted uh, technical players like David Silva's Uruguero's and Mourinho was, was still playing a game from the early uh, or late 2010s I think with his intersight yeah but you, Dixon you, you, you've all mentioned there that look the game's changed and the players have changed but that's up to Mourinho to adapt to that I think Guardiola's yeah, yeah, adapted definitely. to it. That's I know, and that's where he, he's based himself off top managers like Guardiola. But uh, I just think it's up to Mourinho there. But I agree that the the way he treated players, not that he treats players badly, he almost has a them against us um, kind of attitude, and players have to buy into it. But I just don't think the younger players are buying into it as much. But that's up to Mourinho, Mourinho to change, as you said, Dixon. But I'll go back to uh, a point oh, yeah. here that the can you said that. Um, Mourinho's taking over Spurs, who are a small club, in, in your in your words. Were Chelsea yeah. similar to that when Mourinho took over? Were Chelsea a small club at that time? When Mourinho no, first took over? We had, we had loads of trophies in the cabinet still. If there were FA Cups, League Cups. We won the Cup Winners' Cup as well against Real Madrid a couple of years before that. We weren't small. You're talking a side there that had history there. So you're talking now about Spurs. You know, all they have is a new stadium to parade. Um and going back to your point that you said a minute ago there, um, Elliot, about Mourinho having to change with the times with players, um, there's man management ways. I think that there is a huge point. I think it's a great point. And uh, I used the uh, Luke Shaw example, uh, the way he was calling Shaw like fast or he was using some sort of ways he was calling. He, well, he wasn't praising Shaw like the way I think back in the day he could have told Terry 
or Lampard any of them he could have said what he wanted and uh, got away with it but I don't think nowadays I think he didn't change with the times so like Shaw what he's done with Deli Ali as well he he hasn't adapted the ways I think other like man managers like Klopp the way they you can see the way you can almost tell if you, when you watch Liverpool um, with Klopp for example just one like the way he goes on the players and the whole celebrates you can see it with Tuchel now um Mourinho, I just think he's lost that man management side that he never adapted. And I thought that was an amazing point you said there earlier, I have to say. Fair enough. I think I think with you can probably compare to Liverpool now. I know Liverpool have been brutal recently, but I don't think people have been it's rare that you see people saying, Oh, they're not playing for the manager or anything like that. So that's a great exactly. point from you, Kenneth. They're playing for the manager because of how good Klopp is for man management. Even like... Um, oh, my point, of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly there. That exactly. Still, I just think when Mourinho starts to go through a bad patch, it looks as though players almost down to us because they're sick of the way they're being treated. And they're being treated like that. They're thinking because they're going to win the league. But then when they see they're in sixth place and they're having to do hours of homework on Bournemouth away or something. That's what... Um, good, good Johnson actually said. <laughs> different, a big difference between Guardiola and... And Mourinho, not not that it was a, a not that one was better. It's just that um, Mourinho spent so much on the opposition, what we can, what they can do to us, whereas Guardiola was what we can do to them. That was simplified, yeah, obviously. Simplified, yeah. It's not exactly just down to that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not quote. sure. I just quote, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think Mourinho. I, I don't think he's finished as a manager. I think he's finished in the Premier League in one of the top clubs. Um, I agree. That, that's my that's my point, but I'm interested to see what you think, Chris. You're you're quiet enough. Do you have a secret? Let me say, <laughs> hey. uh, I always knew. Yeah. I always knew it. Managed Chelsea and United, no chance. Um, no, <laughs> I, I think it'd be well suited to international management. I think it would suit him. Um, I think it will be a good. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a good option for him to do now. And if he wanted to return sometime in the future, the club that he, if he think he could handle it, then maybe. But. I think interma- international management would suit him now. He'd he'd get players for short spir- uh, periods of time. Uh, he could use his, I suppose, tactical knowledge to get results on a one-off basis, and you know, go into competitions, and you know, I suppose, work his magic. And it'd be a good break for him too. He's in management a, a good long time too, and he's always seems to be in pressurized jobs, you know, as well. He's and he's always kind of leaving clubs and getting sacked. Like all of that has to play on his. Mental game too, falling out with players as he as he does. You know, it's you know you can you can have a go to my like, but taking that all on board too from his point of view is probably you know not ideal or good for him as well. The money might help because he always makes sure he gets good money. But I think international management, he'd be good at it, and I think it'd be a good break for him. Yeah, Dixon, would you say would you say then, Dixon? Then um, going back to your point earlier on today. Um, would uh, if he won the uh, league cup with Spurs, is that him staying in the Premier League and is he not finished? Uh, I think, yeah, he'd be he won the league just to end that whatever 13 year drought for Spurs. I think Levy would give him another season, but then after that, he's he's gonna be on thin ice. It's a lads, I'm wondering if would Spurs fans at the start of the season would they have taken if Mourinho gets top four, which I don't think which I don't think he will, but if he gets top four and wins the league cup. I think Spurs fans would be would take that and they'd give him another season oh, yeah. then. Oh, but I, I, but, oh, I, but yeah. I don't think they'll finish top four and I, I think City will beat them in the final. So I think Mourinho... But then again, it's so weird talking about Mourinho as 
or will he finish top four? Will he win the League Cup? Whereas you're used to hearing Mourinho talking about leagues, the big two, the league and the Champions League. Another, another thing I thought was interesting is I probably haven't, Chelsea or especially Spurs now, they're a counter-attacking team. The last time we've probably seen a counter-attacking win, team win the league was probably Leicester. Because I don't think, and that was, you know how the Leicester story was just a ball from the blue. That was one of the, out of nowhere is to say the least. So, I just don't think you can win the league playing counter-attack football these days. That's just one thing I thought I'd mention, but I don't know what you think about that. Yeah. The Leicester team was the only team I remember that would sit back, soak up the pressure, and they were obviously brilliant on the break, but I just don't think he could do it with Spurs playing counter-attack football. All the teams, all the big teams now, uh, or Bayern and stuff like that, Bayern, PSG, whoever you're talking about, City, possession-based team, possession-based football. Yeah, it's like having your nowadays. It's like your fullbacks are like extra wingers. You know, yeah. it's it's all about pushing on the attack. Um, even if you play three at the back, that left or right sided centre back. I just noticed it with Chelsea. This is for example, Aspilicueta will burst up past the right uh, wing back to add another attacker uh, down that side. It's it's all about as you say. It's all about it's not counter attacking really that wins your titles really anymore. I do agree. It's more. You know, on the blo- on the floor, passing movements. You know, be able to find those true balls and having that sort of a magic sort of player to be able to do it. Yeah, but Chrissy makes a good point though. So in a, in a- he, he is good on, in them one off games and for the league cup. You know, and I guarantee you, Kane. I guarantee you, yeah. Kane's going to win a, a clever penalty. If if he was an English, he would it be a clever penalty? Would it? I think we need to do a podcast on that, boys. I'll let Rick That's there. That's one of yeah. Oh. Um, well, Elliot, I'll ask you one on that one. I'll ask, I'm sure, it's called a clever penalty. That's what Gary Neville called it, but whenever Salah does it, it's, yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, um, it's, it's not like Neville to back one of the English players, is it? Well, I just think no, no. Neville, no. Neville, when he first was a, was a pundit, I thought he was brilliant. He, he didn't, didn't care who he was saying something about. He didn't care if he was criticising anybody. I think he's almost afraid to... Sure, he worked with half them when he was working under Hodgson. He had uh, Harry Kane on corners. So Gary Neville knows his stuff, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't... won't be taking anything Neville says anymore. I do like him as a pundit. But one thing about Mourinho, lads, he's great to have for the Premier League. He's a talking point. He's a character. He's, he's a villain. But I think he's... You could pundit, though, again. If you could have his pundit there, and if, you, you know, maybe the England or Portugal job and international-wise it's suit him well mm. and... Uh... I, I do think where if he was going to actual keep the day to day management, I'd say Serie A, which club now? I don't know. That'd probably be where he should be. So in a word, lads, uh, Chrissy, is Mourinho finished in a word? Is he finished in the Premier League? Oh, yeah. That's two words, sorry. Yeah. Dixon? <laughs> in the Premier League, yes. Can it? Premier League, yes. I think so too. Thanks for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. We didn't hear much from Chrissy in that episode. You might have thought he fell asleep. But I can assure you he was just peeling an orange in his pocket.